Hello, hello. Nilda's in the building. Nilda's in the building. What is up, Nilda? What is good, Mr. Daryl? I am. I'm doing well. Nice. So glad to talk to you on the podcast. Uh, I'm very interested in your story and stuff like that. So now we got Sadiqi yeah, connected. Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> nice. Let's try and get Chuck on. I think he wants to come on. So we'll find out what yeah. happens while we're waiting for Cassandra and Arnold. Mm-hmm. You guys, I'm really bummed out right now. Hello. Hey, Daryl. Hey, guys. We got the whole crew here. I think, yeah. I think Chuck might come on, too, since you and Cassandra are using the same phone today. Okay. All right. So let's just get it started. This is the uh, Despicable Liberal Podcast. I'm here with my co-host, Cassandra Gonzalez and Arnold Johnson. And we have a couple of special guests today, all the way from Ramstein Air Base in uh, in Germany. We got Nilda Arias joining us. She is uh, you're, you're from Meadville, right? Yep, originally born and raised. Yeah, we have a bunch of hometown homies, and I got my very best friend in the world here with us today, uh, Sadiki Harris. Hi there. How you doing, Sadiki? Doing well. <laughs> how, how is everyone? Good, good, good. Nice to meet you. Yeah, nice, nice to meet you. Me. I tried to get on on the last podcast y'all did, but I had to just listen to the recording. Oh, great. You get to hear me make a drunk ass of myself. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, you were snoring like a bear, brother. I'm like, what is that? <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I had to call you out on that one. It's all good. It's all good. I earned it. I earned it. <laughs> we're not quite as inebriated. Right, well, yeah. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't speak for Nilda. Yeah, I've been drinking today, but Nilda's <laughs> so, also got here. what seven hours on us, which would mm-hmm. make it nine hours on Daryl. Yep. Yeah, it's eight, eight hours from where Daryl's at, and six from you guys. Okay. It's eight oh three p.m. here, mm-hmm. and I've already been through a bottle of Pinot Noir today, <laughs> and I have now switched over to some Bacardi and Coke. <laughs> no, I would, you know, the one that I drank, Cassandra, is um, it's from Prophecy. It's like a new wine uh, brand that we're carrying with Gallo. And I had their red blend last week and it was really good. But this Pinot Noir was like really, like probably one of the best Pinot Noirs I've drank in a while. And it was really potent. Like it, me and my friend were both like, dang, I'm killing that wine. <laughs> like, I, didn't, I didn't expect that. It was a, a nice little uh, Sunday afternoon surprise. <laughs> nice. So uh, I, I'm sure us and our listeners want to get a little background on our new guest today. So uh, ladies first, uh, Nilda, why don't you tell us a little bit, a little about, little bit about your journey and uh, how, okay. how you wound up in Germany and all that shit. Okay, so I was born and raised in Pennsylvania. Um, when I turned 18, I packed everything I owned into a 1985 Pontiac Thunderbird, and I drove west. Okay. Uh, well, I'm to turn it uh, with about $3 to my name. And uh, I lived in Tucson. I started my adventure there. I lived in Tucson, Arizona from 1998 to like, I don't know, 2000. Uh, what was it 2011 no 2012 
uh, we finally left. And then uh, during that time, I met my husband, who's in the United States Air Force. Uh, we got stationed. Uh, we moved to Virginia, and then we ended up getting orders to Germany. So that is how I am now living abroad for the last uh, nearly four years. And um, we have a couple more years left because we have extended because we do enjoy living abroad. Uh, and I got out just as Donald Trump was elected. <laughs> I I left the January, no, the March following his, uh, his uh, presidency, or beginning of his presidency, and I have not been back since. <laughs> no, good move. Yeah, nice yeah. job. Good thinking. Yeah. Yeah, I got two kids. Uh, one's nine, and I just I'm I just turned forty, and I just had a baby, so I got a, a seven month old son. So two okay. kiddos live in the the European dream. <laughs> nice. So that's the story. And are you enjoying Germany? Is it beautiful? Is like the architecture like authentic and old and stuff like that? Yeah, it's really interesting. Um, you know, living over here is. Uh, Really interesting uh, theory. It really, it's hard to explain until you've been here, but it's just one of those things that things are old, but then they have so many really cool new things. And I really appreciate the fact that the culture like finds ways to bring in the new technology. Like you'll be driving and it's like, you'll see these hundred year old vineyards and these old ancient castles. And then all of a sudden you'll see like a solar field and a whole bunch of like, uh, wind turbine mm -hmm. and then you see like high speed rail go by you know and it's like they've married the old and the new so beautifully like you have these tremendously fantastic wines and food and like this culture um, with history and art and music and you know businesses that have been in families for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years and it's like they have crafted and taken such pride in their products and the things that they do and then you have like proper technology and healthcare and like, you know, things that make fucking sense. Yeah. So it's like, you got a Starbucks. It's really nice. Yeah. We have, well, we have a Starbucks on the, <laughs> on the base. So that's, that's the other beautiful thing about our situation here. Um, I don't know if you know this, but Ramstein's like the largest um, military community outside of the United States. Okay. So it's basically a little America outside of America. Okay. Um, and the base here is huge and it ha offers a bunch of stuff like we have Popeyes and we have Taco Bell and we have, oh. um, yeah, we've got like a Starbucks and Dunkin' Donuts and like there's, there's American things. We hit Subway quite often, but the Germans have Subway, but it's a different style of Subway. And they also have Pizza Hut, but it's a different style of food. And the McDonald's here is really good. Mm -hmm. Uh, I like in the states, it's just not that great. But you go here, and they actually give you like a cappuccino with a proper cup and a saucer. You know, like <laughs> like saloon. So <laughs> it's like so. And the bar is so low. So pulp, yeah. pulp fiction style. <laughs> can you buy a glass of beer in your McDonald's? They say you can. I have never done that. Um, I don't think I've seen it here, but that doesn't mean that you can't. I know that um, my friend came. Adana came to visit me. Mm -hmm. Um. And we went to the Netherlands and she was so shocked when we went to a McDonald's and they had like three different vegan burger options. Wow. And she was like, you know, our veggie burger options. And she's like, I can't believe there's so many. She's like, why don't we have this in the States? Like, it's like, you know, you have, and she's like, it's like, normally you go, if you're lucky, they have one vegetarian option yeah. and it's just one, you know, she's like, I'm at a McDonald's in the Netherlands and I can pick out some from three different choices, you know? Nice. 
Okay. okay. So, one more, one, one, one more uh, Pulp Fiction question. Do you put mayonnaise on your French fries? <laughs> that is a big thing here. I do <laughs> not. I'm still, I'm Americanized. I like ketchup, <laughs> but it is a big thing. Here. They do ask you if you want mayo or ketchup. <laughs> Those are options. That's awesome. Well, me and Saudi do the ketchup mayonnaise mix for our fries when we get together. Yeah. Get a mix. Mm-hmm. Up. Yeah. You know, and that's the thing in Puerto Rico. They mix a, the mayo ketchup mm-hmm. and they put like garlic in it. It's like like uh, minced garlic. Mm-hmm. And that's what yeah. we get for like tostones and like the little like fried plantains. And it's really good. Shit, Saudi, that's a good I, fucking idea right there. Garlic My mother mayo. would never do that. No, no. They said ketchup is blasphemy. If you put ketchup on my food, you don't like it. It's insulting. <laughs> Yeah, Puerto Rico. That's a big. That's a big deal. Sometimes they even put. Well, they add salt and pepper to the ketchup, mayo, garlic mix, and uh, sometimes I've seen them do uh, lime juice, fresh lime squeezed in it. Mm, that sounds mm. delicious. That's how yeah. they do that yeah. on case. Ooh, I'm, I've been I've been dreaming of like an island getaway lately. That's the one thing about Germany where. The only ocean is to the north, and nobody wants to go swimming in the Baltic Sea. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Probably zero degrees. <laughs> All right. So that that's a pretty good path, Nilda. Thank you for exposing us to a little bit of the uh, German culture and stuff like that. That's awesome. I have well, one I question this. about um, Germany and, like, your stay there. Um, did you and Jay make the decision to extend before or after COVID? Uh, before <laughs> and it's been really sad because we were like I'm like let's extend because you know he went on a deployment and so he was gone and then um, you know he didn't get to travel as much as I wanted to we didn't we as a couple didn't get to travel that much I've done some solo traveling but uh, we wanted to stay longer so that we could have more options to, to travel and um, unfortunately then I a got pregnant and then b COVID <laughs> so we have done a lot of in Germany traveling uh, over the last year. Um, we did go, uh, we, while I was still pregnant, we did go to Italy, uh, Northern Italy. We went to Lake Como. Um, but yeah, we haven't done as much international traveling as I'd hoped. Well, I have a couple of questions myself. Um, mm-hmm. Speaking of traveling, is it like, I don't know if you've ever been on, around the East Coast of the United States, but pretty much everything is like a half hour away. You ask somebody, how how far, how long is it going to take to get there? Oh, it's 30 minutes. And you go from <laughs> yeah. state to state to state. Is it like that in, in Germany, from country to country to country? Yeah. Yeah, like I actually, I live like 30 minutes from the French border, and um, yeah. it's about an hour and 15 minutes to get to Luxembourg. And okay. it's about two and a half hours to get to Belgium, and it's about three hours to the Netherlands. Um, <clears throat> it's about um, four or five hours to both the Czech Republic and to Switzerland. Um, so in about five or six hours, if you want to get over to like Italy. Yeah. See, that's crazy. Cause here in Denver, you know, it's four hours to get to the border from here, any, any direction, maybe, mm-hmm. especially if you're going over the mountains. Yeah, that's I drove. I drove through the Rocky Mountains when I was eighteen, and I moved to Arizona. That was that was an experience. <laughs> yeah, I got yeah. I got cited for sleeping in some resort uh, parking lot in my car because I was 
18 and poor and I couldn't afford a hotel room. And I just wanted, needed a place to sleep so, so I could keep driving. And I woke up and I had a citation on my window yeah. for park, parking in some resort. That is such an American thing to wake mm. up to. That's jacked yeah. up. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, my other question was, um, how do they, uh, are they okay with like Americans and military Americans there? You know, this area in general mostly are. Um, a lot of people here speak English, and this is the thing. We we build their economy. Um, you know, we're renting their houses. We're shopping their stores. We're, you know, buying their products. We're eating at their bakeries and their restaurants. So, like, you know, this area, like, they do appreciate us. However, there every year there is a demonstration that happens in front of the base, and the people usually come from, like, Berlin and other places. Um, and they just don't like, um, it's not necessarily us, um, Americans in general, they just don't like the drone and the drone uh, bombings and things like that. So they, they come in and uh, uh, just, you know, do their, their like protest or whatever in front of the base, like once, once a year. And it's usually a, like a handful of people. It's not like a huge thing. And I've actually talked to one of the protesters. They came into my bar last year and you know, I I could agree with him to some degree on some points. You know, but I am too military, so you know I got to back my military. <laughs> you know, to some degree. Um, but you know, uh, I get it. You know, like I understand why they're upset. But you know, I tried to show him. You know, my daughter goes to German school. Like we do our best to try to um, assimilate into the to the culture and the country here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, something like like the mayo ketchup thing. Like, I'm I'm still gonna be an American and eat my French fries with ketchup. Like, there's certain yeah. things. I still I still eat my food off a paper plate sometimes, and that's like a very non. That's a very American thing. Like Germans don't do that. And so I, I believe you. I think you told me that uh, your your nine year old daughter uh, speaks German better than you do. Which oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, she's been in German school now for. Uh, she's in her third grade year. So she's been there for over two years. She started in her third, um, and she is now really conversational. Um, and this year, the American kids that were in her class have all PCSed out, and um, she's now been relying on uh, more friendship with actual German kids. So that's where the learning is. You know, it's like in the peer-to-peer uh, learning. You know, with playing with the kids that are German. And playing in German, she has a little a good way German to learn. Excuse me, that's a good way to time. learn. I like I like hearing that. It's the same thing we do in, in yeah. karate class. Yeah, yeah. So good. so her friend comes and and you hear them playing and laughing and uh, I got Avi got walkie talkies for her birthday, and so um, she sent one over to her friend. So they walkie talkie and talk in German back and forth. You know, and it's funny because Jay. Um, you know, he doesn't speak any German at all. He doesn't he doesn't get the language. It's really difficult for him with Spanish being his first language. And Avi never learned any Spanish, none. So uh, Jay gets frustrated because he can't understand anything Avi says. And then he just starts talking to her in Spanish. And then she, she starts laughing, starts yelling at him in German. And then they both look at me and ask me to tell them like what the other one said. So I'm like, even though I'm not fluent in either one, I can pick up enough to try to like... Uh, translate and be their go-between <laughs> hilarious that's yeah. a tough spot wow yep. yeah interesting 
That's amazing. Well, so for the benefit of our listeners and ourselves, uh, let's let uh, Siddiqui go through his little story. Uh, Siddiqui, yeah. tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay. Um, well, I'm Siddiqui, Denver native, born and raised. I've lived in I lived in California in the East Bay area for about four years a while back. I could not wait to get back to Denver. I went out there for a girl, and that didn't work out. But I learned how to cook. Never really does. Good. Never does. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're still pals, but you know, it just we weren't. It was too, we were too young. So anyway, I moved back to Denver, and I had learned how to cook and fine dining when I was out there, which was kind of a goal of mine. But I kind of just fell into it as I needed a job because it's wicked expensive out there. Yeah. Um. And then moved back here and just kind of scrambled around and started working at this one restaurant and uh, worked my way up from line cook to finally executive chef over the years. That's where, I, right. that's where I met, yeah, that's where I met Daryl. And he and I chefed it up together there for a number of years as well. And that's, we've been pals ever since. It was kind of like a, despite the fact that our backgrounds are so different, we seem to have just a lot in common it was weird so we just kind of hit it off and we've been pals ever since and he's been my savior through this uh this this virus issue i mean we talk on the phone more than i talk to my folks um so anyway speaking of folks my mom recently suffered a catastrophic stroke they've had to put her in Sorry to hear that. Yeah, she's she's okay, but she just can't talk very well anymore. Not for now. Some people some people recover through that, and they can they can develop their their selves back over time. I mean, is she yeah. very, is she elderly? Yeah, she's seventy seven. Yeah. Well, she has a few years. You know, she could. We'll see. Yeah. She uh she, she has moments of. Where she can almost complete a sentence. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just kind of a matter right now of just trying to figure out where she's going. You know, it's kind of like following a path, like where she's going to take this. You know, and then yeah, she can respond yes or no. You know, she knows what she wants to say. She just can't get it all out. That must be so frustrating. I'm yeah, for her. <laughs> yeah, especially for her because she was always really outgoing and boisterous and. Just kind of to the party type of gal. That's pretty rough, man. That's pretty rough. Yeah, I've been taking care of her now for about um, four years, you know, because she had gotten old. And uh, I had been married after I left that girl in California. Came back here and met a woman, and we were together for, we were married for almost 10 years, I think 10 years. And that didn't work out because she's a lying, triple cheating slut hoe. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to leave her ass too. Yeah, fuck that bitch. Yeah. Fuck that bitch. It was too bad too because I really liked her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, I bounced around from couch to couch for a while, and then my mom started her health started to deteriorate. So I moved in with her, and uh, and then she had this stroke, and it's a good thing she that I was here because had she not been here, you know, I had her set up with all the 
safety devices around the, the unit. We live in a condo downtown. Mm-hmm. And, um, I had her the, with the life alert and everything, but I happened to be here when she had the stroke. Um, so I was able to get her help pretty quickly. That's good. Because in those mm-hmm. moments, like every moment counts, like when those kind of crises happen. So that's good that you were there. Yeah, yeah. We were just sitting down and watched our our TV for dinner. I just put her plate down in front of her, walked over to the kitchen to get my plate of food. And uh, she made this weird noise, and I was like, what the fuck was that? And I was like, oh, shit, okay, I guess I'm calling 911. It was pretty scary, though. Um, but again, it was a good thing I was here, because I don't think she would have been able to, to activate her necklace or 911 or uh, life alert necklace. She was just out. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, so I'm still cooking and um, real super part-time. You know, a restaurant's not open for in-dining in. It's too small. Uh, So we just do a carry-out. But it's been, you know, busy enough for the people that still work there. I mean, everyone got furloughed or laid off or whatever. Um, A few of us got invited back, you know, when they reopened after the initial virus set off. Um, so, but yeah, I don't know. It's just a matter of just trying to keep the heat on, the water hot, and the doors open, you know? It's just like that. Yeah. It's yeah. such a struggle. So, yeah. Oh, my God. It's so hard to deal with times like these, you know? Just a, a quick comment on the stroke issue. You know, uh, I was living in Denver, and my mom lived in uh, Florida at a uh, gated community. And uh, <clears throat> she had her stroke and there was no one around so she finally was able to stumble out of her apartment and start wandering around in the parking lot until one of the uh community managers was driving around the uh the property on a golf cart and discovered her and was like yo what the fuck hey hey, what the fuck's going on so a couple weeks later she was in a nursing care facility and i got the phone call and i was like what what happened you gotta be kidding me what the fuck's going on you know what I mean? So it was another month before I was able to uh, fly to Florida and bring her back through the airport. You know, she can't fucking talk. Same thing as Saudi. You know, we're, we're running through the airport, you know, and fucking, you know, wherever the fuck it was. Atlanta, I think. I think it was the Atlanta airport that we flew to. And then we're hustling to get to our next plane and stuff like that. Flew back to Denver and, you know, I was able to home care for her for a long time. I think we've discussed this on the podcast already, but uh, but then, you know, she had to go into nursing care and eventually found out she had bone cancer or actually blood cancer. And uh, mm-hmm. she passed about uh, shit seven years ago now. So, yeah. So uh, let's let's all uh, kind of atheist pray for uh, Saudi's mom and hope for her best recovery. Absolutely. Yeah. Nice. So anything else? Yeah, I just, well, you know, with this virus thing going around, I just, you know, we used to, you know, my mom and I have always been close, you know, mm. I'm close with both my parents. My dad's a bit maniacal and can be kind of a dick sometimes, but that's just how he is. I still love him. Um, we have a good time together. But my mom and I have always been real close and, you know, <laughs> you know, these last four years, now she's not here, so it gets you know it gets kind of lonely. Just I've got my cat, 
But uh, you know, I miss I miss having my mom around because she was fun. We had good conversations. Yeah, yeah. That's why Saudi and I talk from one to two hours a night every day on the phone because we're each other's like a mental support system. You know what I mean? When when it comes to mental health, that's a good thing to have, especially when you're like you're single or you just live with like like you, Daryl. You're with your elderly dad who has mm-hmm. dementia. Um, it's good to have that kind of support. I mean, luckily, Arnold and I live together, and Nilda has Jay and Abby. I would say I have Victor, but like Victor ain't got no time for me. He's, yeah. he's, no, that's not you. he's, he's, he's 13, damn near 14 years yeah. old, and he ain't got no time for mama, especially since Arnold, but, but, Arnold's mom just got him the um, uh, Xbox, Xbox Live for a year, and he like somehow <laughs> roped Arnold into paying an extra $10 a month for <laughs> something else to add on to it. And he came down today. It was very funny. He came down today and he was like, I, I was like, Victor, I haven't seen you all day. And it was like after one. And he's like, <laughs> come down to eat or nothing. nothing. <laughs> and he said, well, I'm just trying to get the most out of my Xbox Live membership because I don't want to <laughs> He always has the best lines. Victor, I mean, he's like he's like a walking best line. Good one line. Yes. Anyway, I was just, I, I just, I appreciate that you guys are there for each other because that's, you know, it's difficult. I, I lost um, my mom and Nilda knows my um, stepdad who, I mean, I don't, I don't want to get into that whole thing, but <clears throat> the only parents that I had and it, it can be tough and it can feel yeah. lonely and, you know, you really want to talk to those people and it's nice that you guys have each other yeah. to talk to every day. Of, yeah. you know, those and you got Arnold right there. And I know Arnold's a stand-up guy, so you know. I mean, that's fucking super cool. Why I'm not passed out, snoring. Right. <laughs> well, you guys know we have you guys know we have COVID in our house currently. So I cool. I have been um, having my daily break breakdowns. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. A, okay, a well, couple well, a few times a day. I am just yeah, let, a, let's, let's talk I'm about just that. in tears. I'm a puddle of tears. Yes, it's a very it's a very stressful thing, man. It's very stressful. I mean, knowing that yeah, at yeah. any given point, the thing that stresses me out the most is our son because he's a toddler. He's just over a year old, and of course, everything goes in his fucking mouth. Oh my god, <laughs> it's, it drives yeah. me insane. My house is so clean right now. You can like you can literally eat off the floors. I'm not kidding, and it's just <laughs> but. That's because he he just sketches me out. I don't want him to fucking inadvertently. We wash down the walls, stairwells. I just I, I I don't want him to get inadvertently get some get virus because the shit sheds <laughs> off your body. And right now at this mm-hmm. stage in the game, um, the person that's with us that has the virus is shedding heavily. You know he's very sick. It's just it's fucked up. God damn. He's it. a young, healthy person too. He's twenty eight years old. My nephew. He said what is, COVID is kicking his ass. What yeah. is changing? What are his symptoms? All of them. <laughs> yeah, all of them. He um 
he's he feels ill. He feels like he has the flu. Um, but he said sometimes it feels like somebody's trying to suffocate him. So taste and uh, smell and, and yeah, stuff like he that. Lost it, he lost his sense of taste and smell, and he's really upset because we're cooks. <laughs> he's like, right. Lisa, he said, and that just happened these, yesterday. And he said about these amazing meals, and he's just like, it looks great, but I can't fucking taste it. Come <laughs> <laughs> oh. on. Yeah. He, he, um, he said that was the only thing that really pissed him off because he – you know, through all this, at least he had great food. But now he's but just yesterday he lost his sense of taste and smell, and he was like, "Oh man, now it Love really me. sucks." By the, okay. And by the way, Saudi uh, Cassandra is a great Puerto Rican cook, from what I can ascertain from her videos of her cooking and stuff like that. So she's into all that Puerto Rican shit. So I can't even pronounce any of the shit she makes. But <laughs> I promise I'll you that. a little bit too. I don't cook shit. <laughs> Well, I, love, I love Puerto Rican food. I spent about a week there on uh, in old San Juan and then over to Vieques. And uh, oh, yeah, it was just so much fun. So, so much good food. Better than I have because I have, I don't think I've ever been to Puerto Rico. Actually, I, I think I was there when I was a little baby, but obviously I don't remember that. Yeah, but I, I had once when I was 14 and then um, I went several times when I worked for American Airlines because I could like jump in on like a like, standby status um, so yeah, we went and my husband is um, Puerto Rican he actually is from the island so he's from Mayaguez so um, you know we go to see his family uh, my, my extended family is there but they live up in the mountains up in Ibonito so um, and my one of my uncles lives on the west side of the island so I've been there, but I haven't been out to Vieques or Calabria. Um, I'd like to go there. And I still, I, as for as many times as I've been to Puerto Rico, I still have not been to El Yunque. It's like the rainforest uh, there. And I get mad because <laughs> every time I go to Puerto Rico, I just get uh, hijacked by my family and they just want to feed me and get me drunk. And I don't ever see anything. You know what I mean? Like, I'm lucky if I get to the beach. <laughs> so like, right. I remember so, my brother and sister telling stories about that, Nelda. Um, yeah. They were, they, they went to private school in Puerto Rico um, when I was just like a baby. Mm -hmm. My brother and sister are both older than me. My sister's about three and a half years older than me. And um, they, they were in Puerto Rico <clears throat> while I was little. And they actually, you know, had the whole experience. My sister was actually born in Puerto Rico. But um, mm -hmm. they, I remember my brother telling stories about this place that you're saying you wish you could go. Yeah. Awesome was. Yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful. Um, and it's just one of those things, like, I mean, I remember I had been there, like, three or four times before I ever got to go see El Morro, which is, like, the big Spanish fort in Old San Juan. Um, yeah. And finally, yeah. I want to say the last time we went, I told Jay, well, I made Jay um, promise me every time I go to Puerto Rico, he has to take me to do one touristy thing, at least one. You know what I mean? Like every time we go, because it's not fair that I'm Puerto Rican and my family's yeah. there. And I've made That's this funny. one touristy thing. The island, and it's like every time I go, you know, I don't see anything. And then I have to hear from my friends who went on a cruise and were there for like 30, like 20, less than 24 hours. And they saw more of the island than I did. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, that's not fair. Like how, fair. so I get, I get mad. And I'm like, I know our families want to see us and I know everybody wants to feed us. Uh, we 
talked about like just not even telling anybody we're coming, you know, or telling them we're coming in on Wednesday when really we were getting there on Monday. So we at least have two days to like do something we want to do there. Um, but yeah, the last time we went, we, we actually took uh, Jay's mom to with us to the a resort just so that we could go hang out on the beach and like actually make it like a vacation, you know? So it was yeah. on our terms versus being on their terms. You know what I mean? No, but, you got to do it. It's, it's, it's awesome. The way you yeah. feel about Puerto Rico is kind of how I feel about Germany. Cause I've yeah. been, there. I've been there twice and I have seen nothing. Um, wow. Yeah. It was like, like, it was like I went to, I went to like a military ball and we went to a restaurant and then we saw the inside of the hotel room for like the rest of the time. And then he, 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 hell Arnold, it wasn't all like that. Um, it was mostly just like, he had, a, he had work and I was stuck in the hotel room because, and I like, I tried to venture out a little bit, but I didn't learn any German before I went and where I was, People didn't seem to speak English. So, you know, I was afraid where to go too at? far. When you, when you came to Germany, where, which, what base were you guys at? Or we were stationed? on an army base. I'm struggling to find the name of it because this was back in 03. Oh, it'll, I'm sure it'll come to me at some point during this conversation. But, like, I, I was struggling to find people who spoke English and I felt really stupid for not at least learning a little bit of German before I went. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't understand um, Americans who like not just travel, but like straight up move overseas and don't learn any of the local language. <laughs> including yourself. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, no. And, and this was, you know, back when I was, 21 22 years old you know mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i was full of myself you know mm -hmm. yeah it was one of the things it's kind of funny like when we as soon as we found out that we were moving over here that was one of the things that i uh, downloaded duolingo and i i would read to avi every night before bed and i asked her if she wanted to start doing duolingo lessons with me um i give her the option i'm like we can read a book or we can do duolingo and she's like i want to do duolingo so we both started practicing our German before we came. And then I had like had a pretty good like set of words for vocabulary when I got here. But when I'm in such an Americanized area, when I would speak German to anyone, they could tell I was just like, my American accent was terrible and they were like, knew I was struggling and they just responded to me in English. And then they just encouraged me to like because they want to practice their English they're like oh yeah like you know are you looking for the purple one the yellow one do you want like are you looking for something bigger or smaller you know because I'd be in a store like I need this thing you know <laughs> like I'd be trying to tell them in German but it's like I don't have the word for it um so then of course we would revert into an English conversation and so it's just gotten so easy to not well, I mean, they showed you a lot more compassion they showed you a lot more compassion than someone an American would have shown someone that's an immigration status they didn't speak yeah. English all that well. They were struggling with a second language. And yeah, so I'm sure they were more polite than you would have gotten here. Another interesting thing to note when you're in Europe is that, you know, there's so many languages that are spoken in Europe. And the commonality language is English. Like, English is taught as a second language in almost every school in every country over here. So you might have a German and a Frenchman 
and they might not speak each other's languages, but they conversate in English. You know what I'm saying? So it's nice. kind of interesting that that's the common language. It makes it easier for me, of course, <laughs> but I do try to, like, I have a little bit of French. I have a decent amount of German, not, I'm definitely not a lot as Abby is. Abby also speaks a, a dialect of German uh, from this area. And it's a little bit country from what people have told me. So it's kind of like if a German moved to like Alabama, I started learning English right. in Alabama. I was like, hey, y'all, how y'all doing? You know, and it's like, that's the way that people Redne- talk. Like, that's Abby. Redneck German. Yeah, she's like yeah, the German version. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, but it's interesting. Um, I mean, that's one of the things I really appreciate is like just being sitting in the and just trying to figure out how many languages I can hear when people walk by, you know? You don't want to go out there. Dude, we're like tripping because our power just went out because there's like a like hail storm happening right now. Um, girl, it's raining over here and I have no signal on my um, on my dish. So I don't think I'm even going to be able to watch the Steelers game because I have nothing. Uh, we actually got disconnected for a second because our Wi-Fi went out because I'm connected to the Wi-Fi currently. Stay on the phone. Uh, yeah, well, you got the phone. I'll just go like 4G if I have to. <laughs> right? um, but the Wi Fi is better, more reliable. I mean, I'm in Meadville, Pennsylvania. I'm in Podunk, Pennsylvania. <laughs> yep, Podunk, Pennsylvania. That's for goddamn sure. Goddamn. <clears throat> All right, so we got uh, Saudi and Nilda knocked out. Uh, uh, do you want to say anything more about mental health? Like, is anyone having issues okay. with this at this point? Like, I explained how uh, Saudi and I keep in touch. And that really helps me out, you know what I mean? Because we're pretty much isolated. I mean, usually Saudi and I would go to uh, go downtown, get some burgers, go see a movie. You know what I mean? It was always fun and stuff like that. Then this fucking COVID thing happened. Now we can't fucking even see each other. I haven't seen Saudi in fucking months in person. Yeah, it's really you know, weird. Because uh, it was always a routine. Every Monday, we just walk up to the burger joint up the block. I live downtown, so it's only like two blocks away. And then we get on the mall ride and go up to the movie theater, get some popcorn and soda and watch a movie and then whatever else after that. But uh, yeah, but now it's just like, well, we can't really do any of that anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Arnold and I have been talking about meditation and like trying to like self-care more um, because I am definitely yeah with us over here um i mean in germany even when we were on the like harshest of lockdowns they still encourage people to um to go outside and go for a walk and spend time in the woods um and just being with nature is really good exercise is really good but i've noticed i mean for me i'm a social person so i have a really hard time i know that this winter is going to be really rough because things are locking down again and it's probably going to lock down further because our cases are still rising and um, mm-hmm. you know and it went from you know the summer at least being able to sit outside on patios you know what i'm saying like and be able to have food and maybe listen to live music and have some wine and beers and like just take in the sun and the fresh air um you know now everything <clears throat> turned indoors you know what i mean and now because the lockdown even that is no longer available so it's um it is a little hard i've um you know, I've really enjoyed the Marco Polo. Um, I've enjoyed uh, Zoom meetings with friends of mine. Um, 
we do like I've got like, scheduled yeah. happy hours with my friend, and we all like chime into like a Zoom chat, you know, and we have our beverages and and we just bullshit about life and whatever, and kind of like what we're doing right now. Um, and it's mm-hmm. definitely helping um, for me. Um, I I need that. I really um, I'm a social person, and I get I get seasonal depression, and it's starting to kick in right now over here because it's been gray and cloudy this weekend it was actually nice but this area of germany is a lot like pennsylvania in the sense that it's always gray and kind of just dribbly and shitty outside all the time through the winter (laughs) um i'm sorry i'm cracking up because baby is like looking around like what the fuck is happening yeah because the power he's gone out a few times (laughs) he's like what is going on Nice. So, so Nilda, are you are you keeping your kids at home? They're not in school, right? Oh no, my daughter's in school. She goes to German school. Um, now tomorrow, uh, Angela Merkel is going to be addressing the nation, and that could change. Um, mm-hmm. You know, she we could go back on the full lockdown status. They expect if they're going to lock down further, that they're going to try to do what they did before, which was one week on, one week off, and split the mm-hmm. class up to be able to social distance the kids further um, to make sure that they're keeping enough away from each other. So hybrid model is not working here. I don't know how many kids are in her school, but in the schools. Oh, are you there, Cassandra? Yeah, you cut out a little bit there. She's still connected. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, you cut out, girl. Now I can hear you. Okay, so half of the kids go to school for A and B, which is like Monday and Tuesday. And then the other half, I think half of the kids go to school for, you know, C and D, which is like Wednesday and Thursday. And then Friday, Mm -hmm. everybody's online. And that, even that is not working here. And it has a lot to do with personal responsibility outside of school and work. What are you doing outside of those hours, you know? Mm-hmm. yeah with Abby it's um one of those things that I mean we're in a small village so like her classroom is like maybe like it's seven it's like I would say 14 to 17 kids maybe um so it's not a huge class to begin with it's not like in the states where you have like 20 or 30 kids in a class um yeah so it's not too bad um and when she's here like most of the kids that live nearby our house are all boys and she doesn't like playing with them because they're jerks so there's like yeah. her one her one German friend lives like catty corner to us, so that little girl comes over to play, and she has one other friend that um, lives like maybe like a ten to fifteen minute walk from us, and she'll go there to play. Um, so she has like two friends that she sees outside of school. Um, mm-hmm. So the rest of the time it's just hanging out with us, the baby, um, and Jay is working. Um, like every other day he's um, working from home and every other day he's working at the base, but he's also moved up to like a headquarter level. And I think the bit, the office sizes, I think is smaller. It might even be, but it might be larger. I'm not even sure. He just moved to another new position. So I don't know, but in an, um, and it's just one of those things that everybody, you know, I, I don't understand why they have the kids going to school because I feel like if anybody's been apparently there's been two cases of kids being sick with coronavirus at Abby's school, which I've not been notified of. I heard it from a neighbor. <laughs> so, yeah. um, you know, they they haven't notified us, but at the same time, I mean, sh- they Abby's really 
she my my friend Barbara made her like a little mask, um, a bunch of masks, and then she also made her like a little purse, like a little satchel. Um, and inside the satchel, she keeps hand sanitizer and her and her uh, mask. So she has her own personal stash. Um, yeah. Or while she's at school, Sadiki's been Sadiki's been uh, schooling me on that lately. He's like, just keep a fucking mask in your pocket, man. What's wrong with you? Yeah. Because <laughs> sometimes I'll walk I'll walk my dog. Seriously, Daryl, what the fuck is wrong with you? I know, I know, I know. I don't want to be a mask hole. You know <laughs> what I mean? So, so Cassandra, you uh, you mentioned that you have a couple of episodes every day, uh, one or two episodes of uh, crying, and I have the same thing. You know what I mean? It's just, uh, you know, kind of lonely and stuff like that. I mean, I think that's what's getting me. And, you know, if a, if I see a Facebook video of, oh, abandoned cat gets adopted <laughs> by the fucking, you know, neighbors or whatever. Yeah. And, you know, I'm just a fucking in tears. Like, it could be anything that could set me off. You know what I mean? And sometimes I'll just be sitting here and just, like, it'll come over me. You know, I'm an emotional guy. And uh, it's fucking tough, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I think it, I think a lot of what's affecting me also is um just people's callousness, you know, and how they just don't care about other people enough to just fucking stay home. Mm-hmm. You know, to just well, fucking wear a mask. And I, I you guys know that I've been working at Walmart and I see these fucking playgrounds all day long when I'm in Walmart and actually I have I'm able to make my own schedule. <clears throat> I just have to get my work done. So I go in as early as I can and I spread it out over the five days. I could probably get done in three days, but I spread it out so that I get out of there before it gets busy. But those uh, the, uh, the people that actually work for Walmart, they're not able to do that shit. You know, Mm-mm. and yeah. I feel bad yeah. for them because people don't have any sense of like personal space. They come right up to you, right in your face to ask, where's coffee? Like it's two aisles down, <laughs> asshole. If you look at the fucking sign on the ceiling, it says coffee right there. <laughs> now, Can you are read? People, are, those, so, are there people that go in the, the Walmart not wearing masks? They... Are there are people who refuse to wear them, and there are people who wear them, but they don't cover their nose. Okay, so that's yeah. stupid. Now, see here in Denver, you can't go in a public space without having a mask on. There's motherfuckers standing at the door saying, "Nope, you're not coming in here." There is a mask mandate in Pennsylvania, but there is no enforcement of it. So oh, shoot. the, bull- the bullies have won. People are afraid. To enforce it. Mm. Well, that's stupid. See, I, 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 I live in a, I live in a high rise building. I'm on 21, and I'm going down the lift, and it stopped on like 14, whatever. And eight motherfucking frat boys tried to get on the lift with me. I was like, "No, <laughs> fuck this! Man. I'm getting off this motherfucker. Y'all could take it. I'll take the next one. I'll take right. the goddamn." Before I get on with all eighty y'all cracker ass motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> so interesting, interesting antidote I like to from from the European standpoint on all of this. So when I moved to Europe, it was um, a bit of a culture shock for me as an American who has always like been somebody who's been entitled to their personal space anywhere I've been. 
uh to be in europe people like just don't have any fucking personal space issues like they have no problem like literally breathing down your fucking neck like if you're standing on a train or you're in a line for like at the bakery like they have no sense of personal space right since covid like the germans are like real serious about this like they take that like distancing like mad serious i was uh shocked i think i I made a marco polo about this like this last saturday i went to work um at our bx which is like a mall uh on base right and i i stocked wine for um gallo uh vineyards and so i had to go over there to stock everything and i i'm like it's a beautiful day out people should be in their yards like clean like raking leaves or you know playing with their kids or like hiking or out doing something nice you know no i walk up to this place and it is just full i mean packed full of people and you would think it's like there's not a the pandemic is worse now than it was back in april and i'm just shocked at how many people are just in there you know meandering about however everybody was masked but they just they don't have any social distancing whatsoever and i talked to some of the german employees that work there and they're like, you know, these people, they just brush right by you. Like, they have no problem, you know, being right in your personal space and asking you about stuff. So, like, Cassandra, it's not just me, Bill. <laughs> it's like, the Americans here are doing the same shit. And we have Black Friday coming up next weekend. And I don't even know what they're going to do uh, to do that. I guess they were trying to push an online incentive. But I'm pretty sure most people are going to show up and want to, like, shop in person um, and I don't know how these poor people are going to deal with that. I, I really feel like everybody working yeah. in these retail positions deserves some kind of hazard pay. You guys should be making bonuses. Yeah. We all should be making bonuses just for having to eat. No shit. Yeah. I'm not sure if that whole it's not just me vote thing is comforting or terrifying. Yeah. yeah. Well, well I, I noticed in America. <laughs> it's like they don't give a fuck. <laughs> I noticed in America, a lot of stores and companies like Walmart and Target, they're doing Black Friday the whole month. So you can just shop online and not come into their stores, which is pretty safe. Mm-hmm. And uh, we we have a, uh, at my liquor store, as you guys know, it's fucking huge. You've seen it on Marco Polo. But, uh, you know, a lot of times, like three, four times a day, uh, the managers will call out to security and be like, okay, one in, one out, because we have too many people in our store. So they regulate how many people can be in the store at one time. So I think that's pretty responsible. Yeah, that's, yeah that's, I think that's uh, another thing that's not happening here. The only store I have seen doing that is Giant Eagle. Yeah. Yeah, the BX has a policy where it's like you're supposed to pick up a basket or have a cart when you enter so that they can keep count. So if you there's no baskets or carts, you, you're not supposed to come in. But I walk mm-hmm. right in there and nobody's stopping me. And there's a ton of people walking around that don't have any, you know, they're just with their freaking Starbucks, like looking at touching everything, looking at everything, just hanging out mm. where else better to be. And it's like, yeah, I don't know. It just, it's so, the entitlement is so crazy. So weird. <laughs> so, so Saudi, what's the situation in the grocery stores downtown with that kind of stuff? Oh, like I said earlier, uh, you can win. There's somebody standing at the door. Um, and if you don't have a mask on, they won't let you in. Occasionally, it especially at like the Whole Foods, which is smaller, mm-hmm. um, for, you have to form a line, and it'll be one in, one out. But at the King Supers or the Kroger or whatever you're familiar with, um, it's a pretty big store. But yeah, for the most part, you can just go in. But again, there's security at the at the one entrance, 
And uh, if you don't have a mask on, a proper mask, that is, then they won't let you in. Yeah. You could could not um, bring your own bags in, or you you could bring your own bags in, but just you couldn't put them on the conveyor counter. Correct. Yeah. And the the employees are not allowed to touch those. uh, Yeah, you have to bag your own stuff because they don't want to touch it. Thunderstorm warning for the following counties. Sorry. Sorry, (laughs) y'all. Yeah. It's crazy. I don't know. Here, well, in Germany, they they don't do plastic bags. They do them on the base, but they don't do them um, outside. Uh, You can still bring your bag to to any of the grocery stores here. So that that seems to be a non-issue here. I don't know that they ever took that away. Yeah, I think in some some stores here in in the Denver area have stopped using those plastic bags altogether. So yeah, you, all the stores here, you either have to buy paper bags or reusable bags. Or some of the some of the German stores even offer really cool like plastic crates that like um, break down and come and they go to flat, and then you can pop them up. Okay, and you can fill them in trees and carry them in uh, that way too, which is kind of interesting. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a couple of those. That's a really good idea, actually. Mm-hmm. I just use my, you know, cloth bags and bag my own shit because I use a. I don't use cashiers when I go to the store. I go to the self service checkout. You know what I mean? And then wipe all my shit down going when I get home. And uh... <laughs> going through the the checkout in Germany is stressful. Like, I, <laughs> it is. It's like an Olympic sport. So, like, I don't know. Germans are just really super efficient. I don't. I don't know what it is. They can scan your groceries so freaking quick. I mean, it just piles up at the end. Um, and they're, like, always just, like, rushing you out of the store. So here, um, you know, like, in the States, it's like, oh, I'm going to stay here and I'm going to bag my groceries. And then I will put my bags of groceries into my cart and I will push them out to my car and load my trunk, you know, or whatever, right? Here, you just load all the groceries back into your cart and you push the cart out to your trunk and you load and do your groceries into the bags at your car. Like you don't. Oh, okay. Yeah, because it's like such a fast process, and they do not have time to wait for you to sit there and beg. They're like, get the, yeah. get the fuck out. They're of like, here. it's like so funny. <laughs> it's like if you're doing that, they're looking at you like, really, dude. You know, are you new here? <laughs> like, do you not know how this works? Yeah, yeah. They're just like, oh, you know, you can see them just like rolling their eyes, like waiting on you, like, oh my god. So yeah, you just put everything back into the cart and you push the cart to your trunk, and that's where you just pop open your bags. And you load the groceries into the bags in your trunk. That's jacked up because you should be like, yo, I don't work here. (laughs) Right? And now you work there. Now you work there. They they don't have baggers. That's like not a thing here. Um, So yeah, you would bag your own groceries regardless, like where you are. You know what I mean? Whether it's in the store or out. Um, I mean, if you have just a few things and you have a bag already and you you pop it open in in the cart, you know what I mean? Like you can toss everything into the bag or, you know, while they're checking you out. You can throw everything into the bags and then carry them out. So there's ways Darryl, to do it. You gotta be fast. Daryl, you gotta you gotta tell them about um our little maneuvers at the self checkout. Oh yeah. Hilarious. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I mean, there's a great uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the comedian uh, Sebastian Maniscalco, but he has a whole bit about the self checkout. He's like, the grocery stores just gave up on us. <laughs> I'm not trained on this machine. These people go through three weeks of training on this machine. So I go in at three o'clock in the morning. My grocery store is fucking, 
you know, 24 hours. I go in at 3 a.m. and do a two-hour self-training course on the self-checkout. <laughs> now when I go into the store, I'm helping other people out on their fucking their, their machines. I'm like, okay, I got you, 4011 for bananas. I'm helping them out. There you go. Let me get back to my stuff. You know what I mean? It's fucking hysterical, man. Yeah, they definitely oh, Okay. That, Daryl, that's not what I was talking about, but that was funny. I'm talking about how you'd be like, okay, I got three of these. I'm going to ring one in and then just put the rest in. Oh, yeah. I, I cheat. I cheat. I got two frozen meals in my hand. I ring one, put it right in the bag. You look around and see if the security guy's looking at you. I'm, I'm saving two bucks a pop here. You know what I mean? About a thing. Two, two packages of sausage. That is why Giant Eagle stopped doing self-checkout because motherfuckers are stealing. <laughs> no, I know. See, I'll be at the, there, we have like what's called the Target Express downtown on the mall. This mall, it's like a long it doesn't matter. Point is is that they have cashiers there, but they never they just point you to, they point you to the self checkout. And I'm like, I don't know how to I don't know what code this bananas is and all this shit. So I'm just like well, I guess I'm stealing, I'm stealing this today, okay? I just put that in my self checkout bags and then I just walk out. I ring something and pay for it. But sometimes I'll sneak several items into my bags. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're criminals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, these times call for desperate measures. You got hand, handled. Yep. Yeah, that's right. I mean, we're fuck. I mean, I don't know about y'all, but I'm fucking broke. All right, I'm behind on like all my fucking bills. The electric company's calling me. God, it's ridiculous. You know, I don't make a lot of money at my fucking cashier job at the goddamn Argonaut. You know what I mean? So I'm just like behind. What if so I'm just trying to catch up. Because I want to come see it the next time I'm there. Is it a, is it oh, a, yeah. is it a, a single like place or is it, part yep. of a, or is it a, a chain? No, sing, single operation, warehouse size. We yeah. just yesterday that it's the largest liquor store in Denver. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, he, crazy the video that Pennsylvania is the only place I've been that doesn't fucking allow per, like private sales of liquor. Mm-hmm. And it's also yeah, interesting how like the winery that um, Heather's uncle owns, where she, her, and Jamarcus work, they mm-hmm. distill liquor and they're able to sell it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's private yeah, sales of liquor. Her, I'm not I, sure how they're able to get around that. I'm not sure what the like laws are, but yeah, you can't ship liquor or anything like that. They like, can't it's a big ship fucking it, no. run around. I yeah, actually crazy, worked there but... for about a year, and oh, okay. so so like all the Marco Polos where she's showing you guys the winemaking process, or Jamarcus yeah, is tanks. showing Jamarcus is yeah. showing the um, the fermentation, or you know. Uh-huh. any of the distilling process i kind of skip them because i've already seen all of that and i know yeah. all of it so i just kind of skip through those so i hope there's no important information on those that i'm missing no, no, you're good um it was interesting to note about the yingling thing when we were uh going back and forth about our stores that <laughs> the oldest brewery in the united states uh, it's founded in Pennsylvania and you guys can't get it on the West Coast, but yet it found its way to Germany and it's on our American bases. Yeah, Amazing. Pretty crazy. I wonder how they got around that. Like, I'm very interested to know, like, 
I'm I'm very curious as to what the Are you kidding them though? We're talking about the might of the American military here. No, not true. Yeah. I mean they're like your American soldiers need you need you. <laughs> You've got to step to the plate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you know they sim- hate the hump. Sim- similar in Colorado, you know, I mean, uh, like I, I've told you guys before, the number of medical professionals that I see in my store on a daily basis, I'm like, okay, I get it. And I always ask them, I'm like, how's things going over your place? And they're like, uh, nah, you don't, you don't want to see it. You, hey, you don't want to see it. No, it's, it's getting worse. You know, we got a big spike in Colorado right now with the COVID. And uh, I'm just like, man, just keep doing what you're doing. Thank you for your service and shit like that. You know what I mean? And you yeah, know, I see a lot of, I see a lot of military here in my store too. And I'm like, Hey, here's a discount. Same with the medical professionals. Give them the discount every time. 15%. Thank you for your service. You know what I mean? So it's, it's a good thing, man. I appreciate We're doing that. our best. I'm coming for my 15% discount. And <laughs> 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 believe all right. But according to the president, uh, COVID is a hoax. So, and it still is. And, you know, I just saw. Well, according to the president, he, he won the election. So. Exactly. Yeah. By a landslide, I'm sure. Right. <laughs> they How were getting this thing. I mean, they like, were I getting mean, ready to win so big. It was, they, as far as we're concerned, they won it. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> so. I have a question for you guys because I have a friend who's a super ultra Republican, and he actually is the uh, the director of uh, events at, at Arlington National Cemetery, and he posted something about the, the Million Mega March that they that they cornered Antifa like in some some place and beat them and made them retreat. Some Proud Boys like. <laughs> Did Jesus I'm like, fucking and I, Christ. And I'm like, I, I but probably Antifa their idea of Antifa is like just some regular ass dudes who were there to counter protest. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm like, so I was wondering how that all went. I was cracking up. I told Daryl earlier, uh, I saw an article earlier that there was like a whole movement um, with the K pop people again where they like hijacked their hashtag of the Million Mega March with a mm-hmm. bunch of pancake pictures and syrup and like um i don't know like baked goods and stuff <laughs> so that like they couldn't um gain any traction with that with that um Man, they, they kind of i'll tell you what the kids are all right the fucking yeah. people yeah. talk so much <laughs> shit on that this next generation coming up but i'll tell you what i fucking love them i understand them yeah I yeah. am not on their level, <laughs> but I get them. And you know what? They have done some shit. I and I, I don't care what anybody says. They're woke as fuck. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, they're, they're honestly, people talk shit about millennials and uh, Gen Y. And they're better than our generation. And it's not even yeah. fucking close. Oh, it yeah. It's not even close. I mean... Our- I love the fact that they're like they're not trying to fight fire with fire. They're just like we're gonna outsmart you and just like make you look like an idiot. Like we're yeah, we're just, like, gonna, we're just like, gonna fucking throw a, a fucking a bomb on your shit. Yeah, <laughs> like, like we, we got yeah. a bomb, bitch. But like you don't even know. Yeah, we're gonna, our like, daughter is damn almost sixteen. 
Arnold has a daughter who's almost 16 and she worked the polls. You know, like oh. these, these motherfuckers are woke. Come on now. Yeah. Well, like I said, I, I just love the fact that they're like fighting it on, in such a different way, like, you know, through their uh, entertainment channels and that they just, they all mobilize in unison and in unity to basically like just play. Like all those fake ass tickets mm -hmm. to the Trump rally and they thought they were going to have a exactly. million people there. That's what that she's talking hilarious. about. Right there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like that shit. Yeah, that shit was yeah. funny. No, I'm saying I love they're that. Just, they're, they're they're fighting this this smart fight, you know, going to the streets and all and all that. You know, that was effective. You know, back before we had all this technology, it's still effective today. But now that we have all this technology, you can get your word out faster and to more people, and and more people just get like. You just said, get woke. You know, it's like, oh shit, that's happening. You don't have you to get beat woke. up by the police. I think what's more effective also is the fucking the pocketbook. Like, people care about their money. If you're affecting someone's bottom line, if someone's losing a bunch of followers, if, you know, they're losing a bunch of subscribers or. You know, if you're affecting them monetarily, that's the real fight. You can get a third of a population to quit going to a certain business in an area because you don't like their policies. Yeah. That's a lot of power there. Yeah, so I have a friend um, and she does like the whole beach body thing, right? And I just had a baby, so I'm like, let me like go ahead and get this like, you have this thing called beach body on demand, right? And you can get it like live streamed into your house, like onto your TV. So with the gyms being closed, I'm in COVID land over here on lockdowns and shit. So I'm like, let me take my fat ass and like do a little bit of this. Right. So um, there's this girl that I usually go through and she like had the audacity to post like some picture on Facebook of her with her Trump mug. and was like, now, you know, I, you know, blah, blah, blah. Oh, and I was like, shit. now I know not to give you fucking money. And mm -hmm. I was like, no, I called, I messaged my other friend back in Arizona and I was like, yo girl, like, I know you do this. Right. And she's very successful at what she does. So I was like, when I had given that other girl business, I was trying to help her out because I know I knew my homegirl was good. You know what I mean? And I, when she posted that shit, I was like, oh no, I'll go, I'll go over here. My girl, I know she's got this. So yeah, I, I don't give Trump supporters money. Like I just don't. I don't try to like back that shit. I really try to be cognizant the best that I can. Anyway. That's exactly what we've done now that we have just decided not to spend our money at places that like are blatantly homophobic or hate the dreamers or hate us, quite yeah. frankly. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, they're you supporting yeah. Trump and Trump fucking hates us. Like you and I know that we're Puerto Ricans born in the United States. So we're Puerto Rican Americans. Yeah. He would absolutely yep. deport us if he had the power. Yeah, don't tell Trump. Oh, hell yeah. Rican. He doesn't know, not only does he not know where Puerto Rico is, he doesn't know that <laughs> Puerto Rico is part of the United States. Right. Yeah. He's like, it's just an island and it's surrounded by a lot of water. There's a lot of water there. Big yeah. water. Yes. Well, big water. Big water. Big Bigly waters. A couple of years ago, Trump was like, the president of Puerto Rico should be impeached. And I'm like, motherfucker, I'm you the president of Puerto Rico. Yeah, my family died. Remember that shit? <laughs> Fuck 
fucking stupid motherfucker, man. Jesus Christ. That's crazy. And when he did that bullshit with those paper towels. Hell. Mm-hmm. Oh, hell no. Yeah. And th- now he needs he, he needs paper towels to dry his fucking Republican tears now that he fucking lost the election. So let me let me check the pack. Hey, you know what? He he actually admitted today that Joe Biden won. In a tweet, yep, it was that. a half a second. I think it was a misstep. Yeah. But he actually well, tweeted he won. And then every word after that was a lie. A total lie. Right. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and he's still, okay, so he I did admit that, but he has yet to concede. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, is that a concession in and of it's itself? No. Yeah. No, no. I mean, if you look at the classiness of Obama when Trump won and the classiness of John McCain when he lost against uh, Obama, I mean, that, that's a big deal. We, I mean, we those really guys are just classy guys. cannot even dream to hold Trump to the same standard as Obama. I, yeah. I'm no yeah. fan of Obama, <laughs> but, like, the man had a lot of class. And he was yeah. extremely yeah. articulate and, like, he could fucking move you like no other when he spoke. Yeah, yeah, one of the greatest orators of all time. Absolutely, I agree with that. I can't even listen to Trump speak. I'm like, what are you saying? Word salad. I'm like, spit the shit out. I, stop talking in circles. That, that whole sentence didn't even make sense. I'm with you, now that I cannot. I, when he's on the television, I will try every time. I try, but I have to turn away from it for like five minutes later. I'm like, I can't. I can't do this. I can't. I can't. I'm just going to scream at the television the whole time. I used to be yeah, like that. And it breaks your brain. It, it literally lowers your IQ just to listen to him. I don't. I, I listen to a fucking comment sort of point of view. I'm like, what the fuck is this stupid motherfucker? I, get it, I, I just get enthralled. It was like, he's going to say something really stupid really soon. And I want to be there to hear it. And so I, I just be cracking up. I mean, I would. <laughs> You know, everyone loves Dave Chappelle and he'd be cracking people up. But I don't know who's funnier, the president or Dave Chappelle. (laughs) (laughs) That's true shit, man. I like Dave Chappelle better. (laughs) Okay, I did too. Yeah. Yeah. But by the way, you know, the thing is that Dave Chappelle is actually trying to be funny. Yeah, that's. That is the truth. Donald Trump <laughs> takes himself very fucking seriously. Dave Chappelle is just trying to be funny. Yeah. Well, I mean, he drops some truth Chappelle. bombs. Don't get me wrong. Dave Chappelle comes with I the know. truth, but yeah. he's, he's he definitely does. He does some serious shit sometimes. Uh, he's very. He really does. Yeah. That he's SNL monologue he did last week was like pretty heavy, actually. Nah. It was not like joke heavy. It was just like heavy. Yeah, I mean, he talked about, he's like, I can't say the truth unless it comes in the form of a punchline, you know? He's like, I can't, yeah. he's like, how fucked up is it in this country? I can't speak the truth unless it's followed mm-hmm. by me. You know, like, that was very profound to me. Anyway. But, yeah, man. Mm. I, you know, I miss uh, being over here. It's like, I'm struggling. I, I don't get to see, like... American television, unless it's like whatever they decide to broadcast on AFN at whatever weird hour they decide to broadcast it. So I think you're better I off for it. To see it. Mm-hmm. So it's a little rough. 
Like again, yeah. like right now, I have no signal on my AFN anyway because it's raining. I mean, it's like so sad what, that the what is, what is signal. So what AFN is, that? is the armed for, armed forces armed network. Forces it's like the military. Um, no, I might have missed American, it. Before, but what what branch is your your man in? He's a he's Air Force. Yeah. Yeah. Who is this, Baba? Yep. So. So yeah, it just sucks that um, it's such a weak signal that literally like the rain takes it out. <laughs> like, oh fuck! Oh, hey, that's let, ridiculous. Let me ask you this about the TV. What's the uh, Baywatch situation? <laughs> I don't have any. Baywatch. I don't have any. I don't know what the fuck I have. I really don't want. I have AFN hooked up in my basement, and I like don't come down here much. Um, I come down here to watch football, um, because it's kind of like a game room. Like we like have pool table and whatever and stuff down here but it's like i don't spend much time down here unless we're entertaining or i come down here specifically to watch sports um the tv upstairs we, we basically like netflix and disney plus so okay. that's and amazon so everything comes off the fire stick and that's what we have so so I think we've successfully segued from politics to entertainment. Fuck, I'm talking about. I think everyone's caught up on the Mandalorian. Am I right, Milda? Did you finish? Yes, yes, I did. I watched it before game. Saw do you get through episode three? I did, and like you, I was disappointed in the length of the episode. Yeah, it was short. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, shouts yeah. out to Bryce Dallas Howard who direct, who who directed that episode. Oh my god, yeah. she's such a good rede- uh, director. Oh my god, I can't believe it. It was so fucking good. Well, that that episode harkened back to the original trilogy. I love seeing mm-hmm. stormtroopers in those corridors getting blasted by blasters. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I, I love that the one character was like they couldn't hit the side of a bantha. Yeah, I'm like. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I could like nice. too. No, so is everybody <laughs> Arnold and Cassandra? Are you up on yeah. that? Yeah. Okay, cool. Spaceships and, and Mandalorians flying around with their jetpacks and oh. this is I don't want to see no goddamn spiders and no dragons in the same. No, no. Fuck all that. Yeah. 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 But uh, yeah, I definitely cool. like the, the space packs. So these are uh, new Mandalorians, but they're so I I'm not like super savvy on all the Star Wars stuff. I do like it and I am a geek like that. But mm-hmm. from what I was gathering, they are all Mandalorians, but from two different tribes. Is that what I get? That's what I guess so. Yeah, that's what like the one uh the one Dejarjin, the Mandalorian, uh, he can't remove his helmet or you can't be a Mandalorian any anymore. And then mm-hmm. the new Mandalorians that we see, they're just like, okay, I'm going to pull off this helmet and say, what's up? Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, like, but they said that they were not, like, it kind of seemed like the main character is in a cult. He's like a purist. Yeah, like, right? they purist, broke like, off. Like a, like a, and they're, like, part, like of, a, part of, like, a, they're like a tea party. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like it makes it sound like he's like they're like a religious, uh, yeah, yeah, cult. yeah, cult. Yeah. Well, I haven't. I, I I mean, that's, that's the feeling we got when we were watching it. We were like, oh, he's in a cult. He doesn't realize <laughs> he's in a cult. Well, you know, like we're yeah. we're watching this happen before our eyes in front of us every day, and now we're watching it on the Mandalorian. 
See, my interpretation is different. I my interpretation is that the Mandalorian Mando is part of the original branch, and the other ones that took their helmet a break off a, a separate branch. Yeah, I think so. I think you're right about that. And yeah, uh, well, by the way, I gotta say, watchers or something like that. So, like, I don't know if they were like originally like maybe like they were part of like a military like you know what i mean like there's like the mandalorians that were maybe like civilians or had other other responsibilities mm-hmm. to the society and then the watchers were more like you know the military faction that did the the protection or were like you know and and you know yeah. you talk to anybody who's military and they're like definitely a lot more i mean in real life you know that they're they take their job very seriously you know what i mean like and they take yeah. their 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 code and their ethics really seriously um, this is the way don't you know what i mean i tend to yeah, think well, that I... the people who go further to the extreme are the cult <laughs> so yeah. like well, and that's, that's, that's why i sure. think the mm-hmm. people who like will not remove their helmet that's the cult no but i yeah. think mm-hmm. they're, the, they're the original yeah, this one is the way yeah, yeah, this is the way. I think they're the ones who started it. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with you. I, um, I think so that yeah. is the original from the original branch of the Mandalorians, and the other ones are the separate ones that broke away from the original, what you all want to call a cult. But I think that 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 version of being the Mandalorian is probably the original version. And so the Amish, the Amish and the Mennonites. Yeah. <laughs> <All right. laughs> you know, I still don't know what those people are. Uh-huh. Oh, you're more traditional. The Mennonites can drive cars and shit. Wear colors. Uh, wear colors. No, I was in Belize. I, I was in Belize and I came across a whole township of Mennonites and they were horse and buggy too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, doing yep. uh, Catholics and Protestants. What's the difference? I don't know. Yeah. Not a lot. That's a big, that's a big so, thing here in this area. How much you learn the idol Protestants are? Yeah, well, mm-hmm. I found interesting in the uh, new Mandalorian that's uh, uh, Katie Sackhoff. I know, Arnold, you're bitching at me about uh, knowing actors' names and stuff like that. <laughs> I wasn't <laughs> bitching. I wasn't bitching. I just... Arnold. I can't remember all my kids' names, let alone these actors. <laughs> Arnold, I, I, gave, I give him shit about that all the time. I'm like, Daryl, you don't have to tell me all these names. I don't know who the fuck it is you're talking about. <laughs> so, uh, 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 Katie Sackhoff played the main Mandalorian bitch, the new one who took her helmet off first. And okay. she, played, she played Kara Thrace from Battlestar Galactica. Uh, I don't know if you all have watched that. But uh, I noticed the planet they went to in The Mandalorian today was called Thrace. So I'm like, oh, fuck, yes, that's a good throwback. You know what I mean? But, uh, yeah, I like those new characters. And uh, it's just a, you know, step up for The Mandalorian. And I thought uh, Katie Sackhoff was fantastic in her role. And it's fucked up because I was watching the whole episode and I was like, who is this bitch? Who is this chick? And then when the credits rolled, I was like, oh, my God, it's Katie Sackhoff. I can't believe it. I've been watching her for fucking years on Battlestar Galactica. And she played her character's voice actor in The Clone Wars. So she has a storied history with Star Wars already. And now she got to play her in live action. I thought that was fucking amazing. That is cool. I'm all waiting. Yeah. I, like, I liked it. Yeah. 
So we're going to find out what happens next episode. Now we got to wait till fucking Friday. Mm-hmm. And oh my God. If, uh, what's her name? Rosaria Dawson pops up next episode. Holy fucking shit. Oh, I cannot wait. It's going to be so fucking dope. And by <laughs> the way, as far as Mandalorians go, uh, Boba Fett, as you saw, uh, in the last episode, he's been dressed up as a, uh, a sand people, mm-hmm. a, tu- a Tuscan Raider. He's been dressed up like that with their weapons and shit like that. After he got away from the Sarlacc somehow at the end of uh, Return of, or the beginning of Return of the Jedi, and I'm just like, he's gonna reclaim his armor, and he, he might even get Slave One back his ship. You know what I mean? So I can't wait. Uh, it's a uh, Tamora Morrison. That's the actor that plays him. Oh no, Daryl! Like, oh. that video, they show him flying that thing around. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> yeah, holy shit. Now, now what, what I want to happen is for Mando to get the slave one, you know, and like, fuck Boba Fett. But I think the end of this season, I honestly think from what I've looked at on the internet and stuff like that, I think Boba Fett, uh, I think Boba Fett's going to come out on top. And I think he's going to get the child and cash in the fucking ransom or the, the reward or whatever. And I think Mando's going to get fucking defeated. So it's going to be an Empire Strikes Back ending to this season. It's awesome. That, that's just I, I my prediction. So we'll see what happens. So any other favorite shows from you? I know Saudi's got a couple. Cassandra, I know you got one that nobody watches except you. <laughs> so uh, Saudi first. Oh, and Check this out. Well, I, I know you all have already gone through the Queen Gambit. Um, I loved that that show. By the way, I I, did, yeah. I got to listen to last week's uh, podcast, and I wanted to say that I watched the Queen's Gambit, and that was absolutely incredible. Like Jay and I loved it. We watched every episode. Even Avi got like drawn into it at the end. Um, yeah, it was great. That was a really amazing piece of film. <laughs> I really liked it. Well, not only is it elegant and beautiful, well written, but it's really well acted and. It's it's just and you know it it makes chess well some critic actually said this it makes chess sexy I was like yeah okay how do you do that oh that's how you do that cool yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. no but I've been watching this show called Wayne I think it's on Prime it's about some little you know punk kid who's out to get his car back from. I don't know. He's from like Boston. He's got to go to Florida. I don't know. It's it's not really that great, but it's just mindless and simple to watch. Okay. All right. But Asada, you didn't mention the fucking truckers and the pawn stars and shit like that. Oh, you watching? Well, that that <laughs> that hardly counts. Yeah, I've gotten myself addicted to. Uh, uh, Pod stars and counting cars and American <laughs> Chopper. Yeah. I really am not a motorhead at all. I don't know why I'm interested. Sorry, said you're about as bad as her 90 Day Fiance. <laughs> <laughs> That's Cassandra's shit right there. We went through like a phase of um, being really into um, like was like a america like restoration like a bunch of the the american muscle car restoration yeah uh, i'm talking about yeah different shows yeah we watched like i forget there was like one that's like based in canada and they were cracking me up uh it was like rust something or another and then there was another one uh i can't even remember the freaking names but yeah we i we went through like a phase of watching a bunch of those abby really liked them i 
it made me really want to buy an American muscle car like, and restore it. <laughs> yeah. That's like for people that have like a shit ton of money that I just don't think I have. I don't know if that'll ever Wait, come they, to fruition. Yeah, I don't get it because they buy these cars for like $3,000 and then they sell them for like $40,000. Like what the hell? How did they do Oh, also. I mean, they do a lot of work to them and they put stuff in them. But I mean, this is the thing. It's like they still like used parts, old, you know, old things, like things are going to go wrong with those things. As pretty as they are and as nice as they might drive initially, yeah. they're still going to be, you know, work to be done on those cars. They're, they're uh, a lifelong investment. Let's just put it that way. You're going to constantly be putting money into constantly. storing and restoring those things. Definitely. So, Ooh, and I've also got to those know, um, Alaskan people. There's all these Alaskan people shows. Where they're like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, these fools up there, yeah, and they're always trying to build a house in the middle of winter in Alaska. It's twenty below <laughs> frontier. It's the middle of winter yeah. all the time up there, though. I know. Like, what the so, fuck? like, Why when shall you... you build a house? Do it. <laughs> Do it. They gotta build like, but in summer they get like twenty four hours of sunlight. You guys know that, right? Like, and in the winter they get like twenty four hour periods of complete darkness. Yeah, but like my homegirls in the station up there. I'm like, I can do that. But then the fucking bears break into their house every spring and wreck the shit. Then they gotta start all over again. Mm-hmm. Eat all their chickens. Eat all their goats. And there's bears <laughs> wandering around. They got, they got no electricity anymore because they didn't fuck that satellite or a, a solar panel shit up. Yeah, and oh, then nice. you know, uh, Saudi told me that there's a barter system up there because ain't got ain't no one got any cash. <laughs> so they're like, they bring the salmon out, and they're like, okay, I need this dental procedure. Here's twenty salmon. Then the the, the dentist is like, oh, okay. <laughs> All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll take the twenty seven. Yeah. I'll get your crown on there. Like, my freezer from that. <laughs> yeah, so they, yeah, there's one episode. They walk into the their daughter. I don't know. She might be thirteen, fourteen. She had a toothache, and they had to take her into the to the city. Um, so it's okay. Let's not call it a city. That's grandiose. <laughs> um, so they take her into town. And uh, we don't have any money. We don't have any insurance. We don't have any IDs. Can you fix my daughter's tooth? Give me about 20 pounds of lobster. Okay. (laughs) You start on this. We'll go get the lobster. Not lobster. uh, Trout. No, no, no. Salmon. Salmon. Excuse me. And they go in there. And they don't have any fishing poles. So they just go walk in the river and start grabbing salmon out of the river. Put it in a box and take it to them. <laughs> That's how it goes. It's crazy. I don't know if I could live in Alaska. I don't know if I could make it. Nice. I don't know if I could do it. So, Nilda, what have you been watching show wise? Um, you know, uh, I'm trying to think what we've been watching. We've been watching The Mandalorian. Um, we've hey. been watching. We watched The Queen's Gambit. Ah, we, yes. Um. So- I'm trying to think what else we've watched. Um, uh, lately, we've been watching Chappelle Show because it's on Netflix. Yep, yep. What about <laughs> um, what about the right stuff? I bet your husband will be uh, interested in that. I don't, know. I don't know. We haven't watched it. He might. I mean, my husband's somebody. He's he's sneaky with like the TV show. <laughs> like he'll he'll go to bed and he watches Netflix on his phone mm. in bed. Oh, okay. Um. So he'll like he'll watch a whole movie or a whole series, and I'll never even 
get to watch any of it. You know what I mean? And I'm like, I'm like, you saw this already? He's like, oh, yeah, I watched it the other night or blah, blah, blah. He's like somebody who just like really likes movies and, and um, you know, series and stuff. And he'll, he's also the kind of person like he'll watch it and then start Googling like, who is this person? What's that all about? Oh, mm-hmm. the other one that we watched recently, you guys, was the, um, the Trial of the Chicago 7. Have you guys seen that? I, no, yes. I haven't watched it yet. That's Holy on my shit. list. That's on my You've list. You've got to watch that. That was such a really, I mean, for the times, for what is going on right now, it was such a mirroring um, image of like what could potentially be going on right now versus what happened back in the 60s. Um, I I really like characters. Look at him, Sasha Cullen, Baron. He's, he's in it. And, um, his character is like super funny. I really liked him. Um, but uh, Tom, Tom Hardy, or no, Tom, what was his name? Hardy. 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 Was it? Was I right? Tom Hardy. Yeah, Tom Hardy. Oh, yeah, I don't know. I'm sorry. I was just throwing a name out there. <laughs> yeah, no. The the guy Tom. He's like the the the. So it's basically about all these people that uh, all decided to go to Chicago to protest at the Democratic National Convention in like, I don't know, um, uh, at this park, right? And they all asked for historical moment. I'm sorry? It's a textbook. You know, you can read about it in any high school textbook, this story. Yeah. But it's super, super interesting. Um, and it was a really great, really, I mean, it was really cool. I had no idea. I don't know how I ever did not know anything about this so for me it was very enlightening i knew the 60s were full of lots of turmoil and there were lots of incidents like that but i never heard about this specific incident in chicago so it was really interesting and the trial the judge was such a fucking asshole um and the black panthers how they were treated and how they threw that guy in there just to try to make them all look bad i don't know it's just really really good daryl if you haven't seen it like i highly recommend seeing um the the trial of the Chicago Seven. Yeah, nice. Yeah, which platform is that on again? I was gonna look at it the other day, but I mean, like I said, I read about it in high school and in, even in college um, because it was a monumental event. You know how they railroaded those people, and that was a uh, Netflix. Yeah, and they still got the better end of it. And that guy, uh, Tom, he went on to become a Democratic senator for like the state of California for like many, many years, and he died. I want to say like in the early late nineties or early two thousands, something like that. Good. Yeah. I don't think that you can say that you can read that in any textbook because I'm from Pennsylvania and I'll tell you, I didn't learn about that in high school. Yeah, um, me either. I, and I, well, I'm from Pennsylvania. So. Yeah, me either. And there's, a, there's a lot that is just kind of whitewashed and brushed over. And you know what? Um, my, 13-year-old this year came to me after Columbus Day and said, Mom, you were right. And I was like, throwing it back. And I had to kind of collect myself. What what was I (laughs) right about? And um, Mm -hmm. he said, they whitewashed Christopher Columbus. I did not Mm -hmm. learn anything about genocide. I did not learn anything about you know, raping and pillaging and the like the whole yeah. bit. None of that. Schools Christopher are was a hero. He learned or he discovered the Americas. 
Right. Even though we're calling it India and, mm-hmm. you know, <clears throat> all of this. So sure, yeah, but I think it, it really depends on where you learn that and what textbooks you're reading. Well, I went yeah. to a city school in a predominantly black neighborhood, so it was certainly whitewashed, as as you put it, but uh, it at least was in the textbook. But in college, you know, you had different kind of courses you could take. When you take a course like social movements and the black experience, you're going to learn about the Chicago. Sure, that's yeah. assuming that you're going to make it to college, that you yeah. went to college. Yeah, shit, I dropped out of high school, shit. But that's why Mm -hmm. I love the fact that they make these kind of movies, because it brings to life, like, very serious things, and it gives such depth and understanding and emotion to those moments that you really feel like you're living it with them, with those characters. Oh, Uh, that's brilliant. And so it's, it's really awesome. Like, it was a great movie. I would watch that several times. I mean, it was that good. It was really... Uh, it made me want to go out there and march and it also made me um also like like feel for those people like that are trying to do the right thing and they got caught up in some shit you know like the black panther person uh what was his name something seal uh they're like Bob. i he, like he kept, he kept standing up and he's like i was in chicago for 4 hours just to make a speech that's all I did. And I'm here. Like, why am I here? I don't have like legal representation. He kept like letting them know, like, like the trial has started and I do not have any legal representation. And they were like trying to, and they're like, well, you have a lawyer just to your left. And he's like, that's not my lawyer. And the guy, you know, even the lawyer is like, I'm not his lawyer. I am not his lawyer. <laughs> like, oh, it, it was just so powerful. It's really, really good. Sorry. I don't mean to go off on it, but. No, Definitely. no, I'm looking forward to watching it now. I was going to watch it the other day, and I I don't know, I got distracted probably by some motorcycle building show. <laughs> <laughs> or your cat. Or my cat. Um, did you guys watch Hidden Figures? What's that? Uh, I, wanted, I wanted to ask Siddiqui, what, what was your cat's name? Senior Gravy. <laughs> right? <laughs> Senior Gravy. <laughs> I read pictures of Senior Gravy. Daryl, you need to like forward me a picture of Senior Gravy. Okay? No, I'm 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 Gravy's uncle, Uncle Daryl. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> so yeah. I'll be laying I'll be laying in bed when Daryl and I are having our our midnight chats, um, and the cat will notice that I'm talking to Daryl, and he'll come up and he'll lay right on my chest and start talking to Daryl. Yeah. It's so cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, and you got fucked up. I saw your picture just now before oh, the podcast. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. cat the hell out of my hands. Like oh. a seven-inch claw it, mark. It's like a seven-inch claw mark down Saudi's arm from gravy. Holy shit. Oh, my God. Yeah, he got fucked up yesterday, apparently. <laughs> I, was, I was sleeping, too, when it happened. Woke me up, scared the shit out of me. I had a black cat when I was younger, and it attacked my feet when I'd be sleeping like in the middle of the freaking night. And yeah. so if I moved my foot, just a little, little smidge, it would attack it like it was like it would have been staring and ready waiting to pounce. You know what I mean? Hey guys, <laughs> I really hate to like uh, digress, but um, and get all heavy and shit like Arnold says. But like, did you guys hear the joint the chairman of the joint chiefs of staff saying 
publicly on record, we swore an oath to the Constitution of the United States and not to a king. Yep. Yep. And that's that's the fact. I actually had a very long conversation with Jay about what happens uh, if Trump tries to pull a coup. You know what I'm saying? Like, what happens with the military? Like, what would he have to do? Like, how would we manage this? Like, with all those people exiting the, t- the DOD, like, that was very alarming to me. It made me very anxious, mm-hmm. to be honest with you. Um, and Jay was like, when it comes down to it, he's like, we only follow lawful order, you know, orders. He's like, if they're coming and they're not lawful and they're not um, based and like, and they're not unconstitutional, he's like, we, we will not follow that. He's like, no. Nice. <laughs> so he's like, and, and so, but I asked him, I said, you know, like what happens if like, he's taken out all, you know, all these top senior people have moved out. Oh, he fired and he's everyone. put all these like lackeys in there. Yeah. yeah. And he's put all these lackeys in there. What happens if like the people just under them, like decide not to, to follow their, their orders, you know, from those guys because of the, you know, them being unconstitutional. Do they get, you know, do they get, um, you know, in trouble? Will they get kicked out of the military? Do they like, you know what I'm saying? Do they get, do they get forced to resign? Um, how far does that go down before, you know what I'm saying? Like, and then you have to take into consideration. I was like, how many people in the military actually do support the president? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's probably 50, 50, you know, mm-hmm. but most of the people that are educated don't. So the higher ups actually are more likely to support Biden well, than maybe the grunt. It, it, that's, it, that's exactly right. I think you said 50, 50, I think it's probably more 70, 30, but it depends on the position of power. That's the biggest concern. You know, you start getting to these higher up colonels and generals, then you might run into some more problems. But then you have to understand also that the captains and the majors and the sergeant majors, you know, they might not necessarily agree. And they're going to follow the rule of law. They're going to follow the, yeah. the oath that they have taken to be in the service of the military, which serves. Yeah. Serve the country, not the president. Right, it that's, where, that's where you run into the question of whether they're going to follow the orders or not of the president. That people in the high positions of power understand very clearly the Constitution, the oath they've mm-hmm. taken, right, and the law. Right, mm-hmm. and they're you know, not gonna... going to go against the law to serve the president. Right, there's going to be some knuckleheads out there that are going to be loyal to the president, just because he happens to still be the president. But it would be too often. There's no end. Yeah, I feel like most of, most of the people are like they recognize it's political suicide at this point to even try to associate with him uh, or like align with him. Although I find it interesting that some people still don't have the balls to speak up and you know speak out to him. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, well, they're just but, worried about their own careers in the future. You know, they want to keep yeah, their well, job and, and, and stay on. One of my friends commented that she's like, I wish that the, the media would just stop reporting on Donald Trump because he's not doing anything and just solely focus on Biden, who's going to be our future. No, the president's and, doing um, a lot. He's doing a lot. He's fucking up our like, system. I went to the DOD said, if we're not going to back you and support you, you cannot have a coup on our watch. That's what I like. Yeah. He really came out and said, you ain't doing shit, motherfucker. When it's time for you to go, it's time for you to go. 
Yep. Go play golf. He's playing a lot of golf. Yeah, he's playing a lot of golf because he ain't got shit else to do but fucking try to like shake down his supporters for money. Uh, On election (laughs) day. That's all he's really doing is shaking down his people for money. He wants to run out for the country because he don't want to be prosecuted. Pussy. They're talking about um, having him. He's talking about trying to have some kind of a, a competition um, communications company in competition of, with Fox News. Oh yeah, like a, yeah. like a Trump oh, news. He's, he's definitely going to do Trump TV for sure. Well, I, I think that but was the original. Yeah, I think that was originally Trump was not expecting to win the presidency. <laughs> Absolutely. He wanted just to get the fame and the yeah, and he wanted to launch Trump TV. Mm -hmm. But he ended up winning, so he had to like find a way to make money off of the presidency, which he Mm -hmm. did, and his children did. No, I hope he goes to jail. Mm -hmm. Jesus Christ. Well, that's what I'm wondering. Can he do that from jail? And that that is what Arnold is mostly worried about: is that he is trying to run. This motherfucker is trying to cause as much chaos as he can so he can slip through the smoke of the fucking United States of America burning down while he fucking hightails it to a non-extradition country. Yeah. And, you know, I tell you what, even if Trump does get convicted or anything like that, you know, his his children, you know, his son-in-law Kushner and uh, Ivanka, they can still fire that shit up. You know, they have they have the clout in Manhattan to start up a television company. Well, so. no, they've been saying that those two assholes are going to be um, indicted as well. They're going to be blacklisted in Manhattan. I hope That's so. Right. Go ahead there. I hope you're right about that. Shit. God, I hope so. They're going to have to flee to freaking Mar-a-Lago. Right. Yeah, all the craziest day. shit is in Florida. So. I think we're at like 19 minutes we have left before we get cut off. Yep. Yep. So quickly before we wrap up, um, Cassandra, I want to hear about your Marco Polo drinking game. Oh, <laughs> this just came to me today because Arnold and I were talking about everybody's isms at, on Marco Polo, and we were talking about how Daryl, fucking Daryl is always like there's these certain there's very specific things you say often you know like um what a, my Example. my notebook is far away but you uh, say this, the this that and the other you no, know no, no 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 it's not this that and the other it's this that and the third that's right okay <laughs> this that and the third and then and there's the um nam shan now I'm saying, yeah. <laughs> and, oh, and we'll see what happens. Oh, we got Ricky on. Ricky is very upset and bleeding from the mouth. Oh, but Ricky. Yeah. Well, I, 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 I definitely have a turns of phrase. That's for sure. So. Um, <laughs> we'll see what happens. That's another. We'll thing. see what happens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, you know what? One night we could have like a Marco Polo. Oh, yes. <laughs> happy hour where we all get together. And every time somebody drops one of their isms, because yep. I'm sure we all have them. Yeah. Yep. I mean, yes. obviously, I don't realize what mine are, but. Um, 
The you know, third, everybody take has a shot. <laughs> I gotta go check on the <laughs> That's a good drinking game because I say that shit a lot. You know what I mean? I run out of words and I'm just like, ah, uh, you know. <laughs> you do say that a lot, dude. I do. <laughs> I gotta think of some new ones to throw in there. I love a good drinking game. Yep. Yeah, uh, my right. brother created one for um, uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. We'd wa- sit down and watch it, and every time like a cat got beat, you had to take a shot. <laughs> every, every time someone was dressed as a woman, you had to take a shot. Like, we were drunk like five minutes in. Shit Yeah. Well, that drinking game with my, my isms, that, that will not go well for the group, because we'll all be just fucking hammered no, and we'll fall be, asleep. We'll be, yeah. Daryl, didn't my, my brother came to visit you, didn't he? In Denver? Uh, what's his name? Carlos. Oh, fuck yes. Yeah, I saw him twice at my restaurant. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, he's such yeah, a he came fucking, he's such a pure-hearted and cool dude. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I love that man so much. Yeah. I, yeah I always, he's like the new version of me. I love him. Yeah, he would always so stop much. by my fucking podunk-ass fucking restaurant. You know what I mean? I'm just like, holy fuck's fucking Carlos again. I saw Randy Monroe last year too, twice. Yeah, yeah. And That's he brought, awesome. He bought his brought his wife. Uh, 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 what the fuck's her name? Uh, Robin. Yeah, she she was out mm-hmm. here too. So yeah, I, yeah. Oh, motherfuckers, stop by and visit me in my restaurant. It's so surreal. I love when people visit each other randomly. Like when I lived in the states, I'd go on road trips and I'd just be like, "Who do I know along the way? I'm gonna pop in and see this person. Pop in and see that person." Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And it's, I've been surprised at how many people have actually come to Germany and have actually come to visit me here. So I just want you all to know, you have the invite, uh, everybody from the podcast, what up, come to Germany, come visit me. I got, I got, that's right. Chateau de Arias is here to, to uh, meet your yep. location needs. <laughs> we like the visits. Are you on? All right. So are you on base? Go ahead. Are you on base? Or are you off base? No, I live off base. I, um, living on base would not work out. My husband's a musician, and the on-base housing would be either um, apartment living for us, and um, we he plays guitar and shit, so there's no way we can live in an apartment. We'd just piss everybody off. So yeah, we, yeah. We have a yeah. Yeah. And, and well, there's headphones. Base, what base is it? Uh, Ramstein Air Base in Germany. Ramstein, okay. I'm just yeah. trying to get some geography down in my head. I'd love to come yeah. to Germany. I've never been to Europe. So, I've been all over Central America and the Caribbean and shit, but I've never been to Europe. Yeah, Europe's super dope. How's like what is if I if I can ask because I when I get back to the states, my plan is to start exploring South America and Central America. What are some of your favorite places you've been? I'm curious. Uh, Belize, go to Belize. Um, yeah. even, go to Panama and Nicaragua. I mean. They're all great. You can skip Costa Rica. Everybody likes Costa Rica, but Costa Rica's for fucking tourists, yeah? Yeah. Um, so, no, go to like, I don't know, foreign islands off of Nicaragua. There's all these off islands that people never talk about. Um, and like I said, Puerto Rico and Vieques is the coolest. They actually did put a freaking uh, dock for cruise ship there when um, i was there they were just building it so i don't know what it looks like now <clears throat> and culebra culebra's dope it's tiny they're not gonna mess with that there's nothing to do over there which is kind of the point 
Yeah, you're gonna go there and just yeah. <laughs> um, Mexico, uh, obviously, t- uh, you know, everyone goes to Cancun and shit like that. But well, Tulum is a better destination. And Cozumel was, when I went to Cozumel, I will tell you, like, that was some of the clearest water I've ever seen. We were on like a boat. We went to go deep sea fishing, and we were coming back, and I could see like twenty feet down. You could see the coral reefs. It was so clear. Like I've never, I lived in Hawaii for a while and I've seen some pretty crystal clear, beautiful waters. And that, I mean, that water was beautiful just off the coast there. It was so beautiful. Yeah, definitely. I've never been to Cozumel, but Tulum, it's a little bit further South. Um, And uh, the, I mean, the diving is great. I don't do do scuba. Uh, I haven't yet. I, I would like to. That is something that I'm um, on the to-do list someday. Bucket list. <laughs> yeah, you got to get in on that action. I mean, snorkeling is great and everything. Uh, what about um, where were you at on Hawaii? Uh, I lived in Hawaii on the uh, Oahu. Um, at the mm-hmm. ma- I stayed with a friend of mine. She was mil- military member as well, and uh, I stayed with her on a Marine Corps base over there. It was really nice. Um, I enjoyed yeah. it a lot. And when I lived in Tucson, I went to Mexico all the time. Like I went down to um, Cabo, Cabo San Lucas and uh-huh. um, Rocky Point, um, Puerto Penasco. And I'm trying to think what, oh, San Carlos. We, we spent a lot of time in those places. It was really pretty. I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, well, yeah, uh, I've only been to Hawaii. Well, I went, I got married in Hawaii oh. on, um, on Kauai. Oh, wow. The chicken island. I hear it's like overrun with chickens. <laughs> yeah, there's chickens everywhere. It's crazy. Be sitting out at night and it sounded like a cocktail party was going on off in the distance. They're just cackling away. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, they're just wandering the roads. They're not, you can't eat them. They're just these scrawny, dirty little things. Some hurricane knocked them all out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, when I, I, there's only two places I've ever lived that I really felt at home and Hawaii and Germany have been like two places where I just like every, when I moved there everything just fell into place and it was like I was supposed to be there you know what I mean like I felt very at peace in Hawaii and I would we actually almost had orders to go there and it didn't work out um because we ended up extending here but had we not extended we would have been going to Hawaii next which would have been fucking cool but the, yeah. the school system there is not that great so it was probably better that we stayed here oh um, yeah that makes so, sense yeah Right on. Yeah. I actually am starting to feel that being here. Um, Of course, we still feel, I don't know, there's a big, big, like, difference in the um, brown people to white people ratio. Mm -hmm. We do, I personally am starting to feel like I need to be here. You know, like this is where I should be so that I can affect change with the things that I've learned about like electoral politics and how to how to affect change at the local level, you know? I think that's so dope. I, I really Cassandra, every time you post about the um Crawford County United stuff, like I'm I I'll sign any petition that you guys have. I think that's such a a, a necessary and really impressive thing. And I think it's really, I mean, anytime you live in a community, you have to like partake in it. 
you know what I'm saying? Mm. You can make it your own and to really make you feel like you are invested in it and like it's yours. Does that make sense? So I think that's yeah, absolutely sense that you feel that way now, you know, that you're there and you're trying to like make it a better place for your kids' kids, you know, for your great, your yeah, and I, I just like, I, you know, what really affected me was people telling me to leave. Like, yeah. if you don't fucking like it here, leave. Well, I mean, is that the solution? <laughs> you know, yeah. like, I don't, <laughs> this, this doesn't work for like 80% of the people who work, who live here. Yeah. Like, actually, to be perfectly fucking honest, 60% of the people who live here are renters. And, mm-hmm. And one in four live below the poverty line. So, like, this doesn't work for most of the people who live here. Yeah. And even the people who live above the poverty line, they, like, fucking, they are poor. They're just pretending not to be poor. They might have a little bit of credit, you know? (laughs) So... Like, how are you going to tell me to leave? Like, what, I mean, is it just going to eventually, if everybody leaves who is not happy here, you're just going to end up with a fucking bunch of rich motherfuckers who own property. Who are you going to rent it to? (laughs) But that's not the solution. Yep. And then you won't be rich no more because all all your paying customers will be gone, you know? Exactly. Like, who the fuck do you think? Like, come on, man. Don't tell me to leave. I live here. I deserve to live here. No, I'm not. I'm going to fucking stay and make it better. Yep. And there's so yeah. many people in Meadville that have talent and like, like real drive, you know, and, and just vision, you know what I mean? And so they, those people need to have a platform, they need to be heard and need to be able to have a way to be involved. And, you know, the more that you guys are getting out, you're spreading the word and you're like, you know, working that grassroots of like, hey, this is us. This is what we stand for. These are the things we're working on. Would you like to get involved? You know, and that you know, kind of thing, though, is happening all over the country. Yeah. These small little grassroots about. organizations are popping up all over the country and they're learning from the bigger organizations who have already paid their dues and know how to win and mm-hmm. we're just i mean we're going really literally from the bottom up like well, we're taking happen. over school boards and we're taking over city councils and mm-hmm. we're just we're just working our way up from the bottom state yeah, legislatures next and then congress and then senate and then the president like you can't stop us we outnumber you yep and, and that's what needs to happen because as much as i'm happy and thrilled that joe biden beat trump he's not the savior of everything like by any means and we need for like more progressive stuff like to to actually get the nation back to where it needs to be and people actually become more important than profits and their health and their medicare medicare yeah medicare for all a green new deal yeah Shit, even just getting fucking like, you know, maternity leave, like, you know, paid for it. Germany. Mm, yeah, people yeah. here can get can take a whole year off and get paid sixty-five percent of their wage that they were making prior. And they can even take up to five years to come back to their job. You know, and it's not an issue. It's a non issue. Like they value family and um, you know, spending that time together as like that matters, you know, like 
Sundays, everything's closed here and you can't go shopping, like, but you can go to museums, you can go to festivals, you can go, mm-hmm. um, you know, you can spend time with your families and chill. It's illegal to like do work outside on a Sunday. Like as far as like, if you're making noise, like working on a car or trying to saw or build shit, or even, even mowing your grass is illegal on a Sunday um, huh. in Germany because they want you to spend time with your family. It is a Sunday. It is a holy day and it's meant to be with your family. So you're not supposed to be working. Nice. You're supposed to be chilling and enjoying the day with your family. Hey, that's what I'm doing today. I'm watching football. Yeah. But uh, guys, we got, uh, we got just a little over four minutes left on our broadcast today. Yeah. So uh, can we go into uh, closing thoughts from Arnold, Cassandra, Sadiki, and Nilda? Sure. Closing thoughts from Arnold. Closing thoughts from Arnold are, I am very happy that our U.S. military stood up and our Supreme Court have stood up to the recent onslaught brought to them by Donald Trump and his administration. I'm, I'm happy they're all holding true to their jobs and they're holding Constitution and fealty to the United States of America precedent over fucking <laughs> owing fealty to some goddamn party. And hats hey, off. You yes. Amen, brother. No. I don't. <laughs> like fucking for Yep, I agree. I second and third that. Okay, second and third. I um I just really want to um impress the importance of wearing a fucking mask. Like it's not that big of a deal. If wearing a mask yep. is the most oppressed you've felt in your whole life, you have lived a very privileged life. Yeah. Yep. You have a problem. Yeah. I just right, I, I need to get Fucking, we need to get COVID under control. This is ridiculous. It's in our That's the way to do it. <laughs> All right. Saudi, any closing thoughts? No, I just want to um, thank everyone for inviting me to join this conversation. It's been a pleasure. There's been some serious stuff, some fun stuff. And what better way to balance it out? Um, so uh, I look forward to the next time we get to meet. Nice. Well, welcome to have you. So cool. Nilda, last thoughts? Um, I don't know that I really have any thoughts. I just really enjoyed this. Um, thank you for having me on the podcast. I know this is my first time being here. and I'm Finally. Finally. And thank you guys for all joining in early so I could make it. It's almost 10 o'clock at night here. So uh, Thank you so uh, much for joining me in the Sausage Fest. Yeah. <laughs> and I appreciate that because I, I listened to the, the previous podcast and I just had so many things that I wanted to interject and say. And I hope I didn't uh, overstep my boundaries and yap on too much here. But I really did uh, enjoy the podcast with you guys. So thanks for having me. Um, oh, fuck no. It's a pleasure to have Not you. Not at so all. Awesome. I thought it was a good, nice, nice mix, nice balance. Yeah. Well, we'll do it again. Yeah, I was, I, I was just. And I didn't get drunk and pass out. <laughs> we nice. didn't hear Arnold snoring. Yeah. Well, to be honest, <laughs> I, made I'm it. a little drunk right now. I had some vodkas during the podcast. So. <laughs> but uh, no, honestly, I was almost in tears those last like 15, 20 minutes uh, listening to you guys talk, Sadiki and Nelda. And it's just so good, man. I had a really good time tonight. You know what I mean? So, or today, rather. And uh, I guess the uh, Steelers are about to come on. Broncos are about to come on. So let's let's Both relax. The Bills are I've... about to come on. Woo-hoo! The Bills. Bills. Let's go. Broncos, Steelers nation. <laughs> right, so, we have... <laughs> so we got 
less than a minute left. So I want to thank Nilda and Siddiqui for joining us. And of course, my co-host, Cassandra and Arnold. And I am Daryl. Fucking Daryl. Fucking Daryl. That's right. It was wonderful talking to you guys. And uh, we'll catch you next week, hopefully. Later. Bye. Good night. All right. Go Buffalo. Let's go.